G'day, welcome to Radio Notes, where those in music talk live, those in life chat music and more. Today, our feature guests head back to 2013 with a chat with Fiona Horn. More on and from them soon. First, as we do each episode, a look in the box. Slice of some of the correspondent that's arrived in the last few days at time of record. They died Christmas 2016. Nearly three years on, George Michael has a new single, This Is How, bracket, We Want To Get High, unbracket, said to be the first original material to be shared for seven years from their final studio sessions. Children's literary advocate, as well as singer-songwriter Raina Barlow, who releases music as Lorena, has a debut album called Raining In My Heart, which is also the opening cut of a collection they've teamed up with Tim Wilde of Taxi Ride to work on this collection of Buddy Holly. An artist reminds them of their late father, and their renditions of his tunes have acoustic home on this record. Sisters, an album by Spinifex Gum, features members of the Marlia Choir, Cat Empire, with leadership from Lynn Williams and Deborah Brown. They've performed along the likes of Briggs, Peter Garrett of Midnight Oil, Christine Anu and Emma Donovan. Youth and choir voices to the fore. Robert Jeffries is a 20-something with a new tune, This Time. Second solo release from them, Reflecting and Rocking, states the info of the cut recorded at Valley Sound Studios. While they work their magic of guitar rift rock from a home studio in Coffs Harbour, a top Australian spot in New South Wales. A duo that have moved away from their guitar-driven sounds to explore something new are the Naked and Famous with Sunseeker. Out through Island Records, the duo do pop with a dance beat. True, they've always spun in the electronic, nine years on from their debut Passive Me, Aggressive You release. One more from my inbox for today. Before I mention it, fact is, Jamie Cullen a year ago released Love Is In The Picture, a single release for the BBC Children In Need. Cullen's voice still holds such a unique place and sometimes, just sometimes, licks of sunshine through in other artists that we hear today. Ed Wells has a tune that's a nod to Greenwich Mean Time. Well, it's called GMT at the least and refers to time within, includes a dynamic sound cues throughout. GMT is off a future EP, Home, about the present and living in it as it happens. There's a live footage of a Sofa London performance of their tune Midnight Man. We'll include that in the show notes for your discovery. After episode 50, we'll try something a little different with this part of the show. To get in touch, the email is radionotes at writeme.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-M-E dot com. Let's now head to our feature guest. From the archives, musician, author, witch, fire dancer and commercial pilot Fiona Horn. Back in 2013, Horn was touring through Adelaide, South Australia with her band Def FX. While at the Adelaide airport about to board a plane, she spoke with Radio Notes. Welcome, well, goodbye to Adelaide. Yes, good morning and goodbye. <laughs> the start of the national tour last night, back with the boys, how are they? <laughs> the boys are great. It's funny getting back on the road and just that whole banter that goes on. There's a really unique kind of camaraderie that touring bands share and um, it's funny to sort of come back to it. They're good. I mean, you know, they're all hungover as, 
as hell this morning, but I'm not, so it's all good. Health kick has got a lot to do with your lifestyle, you're getting fit. I guess the other thing is you're falling out of the air as well. I do skydive and I also fly planes, so I stopped drinking and all that kind of stuff um, a year ago, um, pretty much, and uh, it's a real lifestyle improvement, enhancement. Like, it's just, I couldn't operate heavy machinery at altitude, i.e. fly planes, let alone jump out of them if I was always feeling rotten and not clear in my head. So, um... It's a great lifestyle shift and I always have enjoyed things like yoga and alternative spiritual practices and healthy eating, but now combining it all with a a definitive attitude towards uh, substances, I don't take them anymore. It's a really beautiful healing and enriching life experience. The last time we spoke, Los Angeles was kicking you in the guts a little. (laughs) How's that going? LA's great because I left it. I actually, um, you know, I spent over a decade there and I, you know, I was going back there last year and starting to do TV shows again and all this and I was like, why am I doing this? I, I did it. You know, I was on billboards up and down Sunset. I was on every bloody TV show, Good Morning America, whatever, in the country. I was like, why am I doing this again? I, I was the world's favourite witch, you know. And witches are getting really popular in media over there and in entertainment again. It's coming through that second, third wave, whatever it is. But I was just ready for a change. So as I embark upon the second half of my life at the age of uh, 47, I am embracing a career in aviation. So um, I fly I fly single-engine land. I'm a, I'm a certified fi- private pilot out of the uh, US FAA, but I have flown in Australia. I flew on the weekend, flew a Yak, fantastic, Yakolev. It's an aerobatic Russian warplane. Put a call through to, uh, to Richard. To Richard, to which Mr. Branson, Mr. For a Branson. Gig. You know what's funny about Mr. Branson? Where I live now, I, I live on the island of St. Croix in the U.S. Virgin Islands. It's out in the Caribbean, and he owns an island on um, near Tortola. So, the company that I work with and fly with and market for, I'm a bit of a you know marketing manager over there in the middle of nowhere. But um, we often take Mr. Branson. Uh, you know, between islands. Okay. We're right near his island. The interesting thing about Sir Richard Branson is that um, 100 years ago, a million years ago, when he launched Virgin Australia, I was on the inaugural flight. It was me and uh, Krista Vendy, a good friend of mine at the time who was a Neighbours soap opera star, and we were a bunch of us, Natalie and Brulia. We were yeah. the girls that were guests on the plane, and we flew the inaugural flight up the coast from uh, actually from Melbourne through Sydney through Brisbane. Then we had a big corroboree with Mr Branson and then a big party night, and that launched Virgin Australia and he I remember he said to me Fiona will you cast a spell on my airline to make sure it does well I said I will but I don't think you need the help but I will do that and it's done very well he's a very nice man he likes uh, deli sandwiches we get him uh, deli deli sandwiches sandwiches? they're massive American style sandwiches with 14 slices of meat and 15 slices of oh yeah everything you know it's like a deli sandwich and a bit of everything so we stock the plane with that when he needs a snack so it is true that you have either flown him or could fly him? Um, I could fly him in a single-engine land plane, yeah. I'm currently doing my instrument rating, and then uh, I have about 198 hours now in single-engine, so at 250 I'll, get, I'll go for my commercial, um, you know, then multi-engine rating. And it's, I'm not going to fly jets, I doubt that. I wouldn't rule it out if someone paid to put me through the thing, you know, the course eventually. But for now I'm a single-engine pilot. Um, land and I'm expanding my ratings, growing my ratings. You've admitted that you're edging towards 50. Right? I'm 47. You're edging towards Yeah, it's that. kind of weird. People meet me go, oh, they think, they think I'm in my early 30s and it's like, I just think it's funny, you know. I think the nice thing about, I always say we don't grow older, we grow better if we choose to, you know. The nice thing about being on the planet for a little while is... Uh, you get more easygoing about stuff. You realise that you don't really need to sweat the small stuff. Everything gets worked out in the end. And if you can be, it might sound a little bit uh, hippie and esoteric, but if you can try to stay in touch with being of service to others and being happy, 
and being relaxed, then life works out just very nicely. Teenagers can be seen as getting less and less engaged with the world and with themselves in particular, which would concern you. Mm. There is a teenage book out called Rich. Called Rich is Summerland Mystery. Can we talk about Bryce? Bryce. Will we fall head over heels for Bryce? <laughs> well, it's the first of four books. Um, God, thank God I haven't had to start writing the other three yet, but um, there's, a, there's a whole big mystery that occurs. Bryce is like a, in, in this book, he's a, a pivotal character in the lead character Vanya's life in that um, she learns a lot about love and life through him, but more, most importantly, she learns that you can't love someone else until you love yourself. Yep. And that's her lesson. And I really tried, you know, it's interesting you mentioned how teens now are kind of disenfranchised and disconnected from the world Am in many I wrong? ways. No, I agree. I think you're right. And when I wrote the book, I wrote her to try and help teenagers, or teenage girls in particular, um, feel that they can make a difference in their own lives and by getting in touch with nature and by getting out in the world, just getting the sun on you, not sitting in a, a room, you know, Facebooking, Instagramming, Twittering, texting, whatever, playing video games, but actually getting out into nature and experiencing a natural shift of consciousness that's very positive and empowering. That's what I get her to do, you know, and she's, um, it's fun. It's like a kind of murder mystery love story, so. And there is a bit of, as you say yourself, there's some real real spells some real witchcraft in there because yeah. a real witch actually wrote it which yeah, that's be right. your, so you can yours. they actually if you want to do them you want to do them properly with magic being fueled by the intent and passion that you fuel it um, then it uh, they can work so yeah there's the ultimate love spell in there that's going to really hook the teams this tagline <laughs> of being uh, the, the number one witch the go to as you said earlier in this chat in America favorite witch yeah, world's well, that... favorite which Ryan Seacrest called me Fiona the hot witch about eight years ago and that stuck and got me a lot of leverage it's funny how just one thumbs up from someone will come along but but spiritually modern witchcraft as i've practiced it with an eclectic approach but anchored in wiccan principles is um something that i've been passionate about and and exploring in my life for over a quarter of a century probably i mean over 25 years and we've been there for at least 15 or or 17 years. yeah i kept it under the under the like (laughs) under the broomstick i don't know i've kept it quiet for a really long time it wasn't until the band broke up in 1997 my first book um, about it and you know I was learning and exploring the craft as I was writing those books I mean there's been about seven I lost count like seven or eight books came out the last uh, big one about modern witchcraft I guess was Bewitcher Man and that Simon and Schuster published that out of uh, New York in I think it was 2008 it was a while ago and that particular storyline the women's magazines and stuff absolutely adore it's something they can grasp onto uh, yeah do you think they've respected that over the years that they've actually understood this is this is serious this isn't well, something to mess it's, with it's an interesting point that you bring up i mean anything that sort of gives you a sense of purpose and 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 even control in a way over your own place in the world can be a potent tool of transformation i guess and you know magazines will jump on things that have books like bewitch a man how to find and keep him under your spell but in that book it was all about again appreciating yourself getting in touch with who you are before you know until you know yourself you can't really know someone else so there was that angle I think did get promoted as a positive um, female empowerment kind of angle in the book but overall it was a fun you know a fun sort of uh, niche thing to promote but I guess my point is what is it like now well it's funny I was talking to another very prominent witch who's very much in the front line of the media in America at the moment his name's Christian Day he's quite controversial and there's so many shows now coming up about witches in a reality sense. It was always very hard. I was the, still the only witch to ever be on a reality show, on a repeating, you know, seasonal reality show. It was called Mad Mad House for the Sci-Fi Channel in the US, and um, which is produced by NBC Universal. And it was um, I was still the only one. It's since then, and that was back in 2005, I think. 
and since then it's been hard to get witches in reality because as he and I were talking about at the end of the day Hollywood needs the evil witch it needs that stereotype needs that commercial you know entertainment oriented scary stereotype in order to sell the majority of their films and they start showing that witches modern witches are actually regular people with regular jobs who you know just have a, a spiritual and lifestyle approach to living that's a little bit different from the mainstream. I did a solo album called Witch Web about five years ago, six years ago and then a spoken word album after that which was uh, spells and, and rituals. Um, now the one I played off of has got a lot of commentary about the history of witchcraft. Yeah that, that was Witch Web, that was the track yep. Green Lights and Yes and that's, that's basically the, the history of witchcraft like ripped through in four and a half minutes. But you don't get bored of it. Is it only four and a half minutes? Yeah, something like that. It but that's, that's an actual chapter from my book that I recited, one of my books that I recited over music, yeah. Because it feels long but not boring. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, I'd like to thank you. I'd like to think there was um, some interesting information in there. But yeah, when you research the origins of modern witchcraft, it's um, quite fascinating. You know, like any spiritual path or even religion, I don't tend to use the R word very often, but, yeah. you know, there's always a fascinating insight into social and cultural evolution You can imagine when I played species. that the phones went a little red hot. Oh, God bless them. And it, what are the next projects for you? For me, the next projects are definitely to keep flying and keep getting all my ratings so that I can get, get my full commercial pilot status. Um, That's out of public public life a lot. Are yeah, you can enjoy that, aren't you? I've all I've, look. It's funny. Over the years, it was one of the re- things I realised when I left LA. I only left LA May first of this year on Beltane, actually, um, in the Northern Hemisphere. May May Day. I decided to it was my own May Day, and I needed to get out of LA. No, look, I just. I love the entertainment industry and I've worked in it for like, again, a quarter of a century since I was on stage at the age of 17 playing guitar in The Mothers or something. It's like, but I just wanted, um, I just want to change. I want my life to just be something that's more simpler, a simple life. And ironically, yeah, I operate heavy, heavy machines at altitude in flying planes and I, you know, I'm a marketing manager for a private aviation company out on the island. And I just really enjoy that. I, but funnily enough, I'm filming a TV thing next week here in Australia. I'm flying a small plane, a Cessna 172, into the outback for a show concept that uh, will probably get shopped in Australia. So you might see me. I'll be like Steve Irwin, but with wings and a wand. Which we can't <laughs> talk about, obviously. No, nah, i just got to film it next week. So uh, we'll see. Look, any, any excuse to come back to Australia. The nice thing about living on St Croix is there is in the Caribbean, like in any of the tropical environments, there is a down season. Our busy season is November through the end of April. Oh, and then great. we have this, this month, these months of September and October are very quiet on the island. All the snowbirds, as we call them, leave. The island's population goes down by three quarters because all the tourists are gone and we have this quiet time and that would be time if we were to film a show I could come back here and do it so last night 30 year friend Wendy oh Wendy god bless her yeah Wendy Hannum that's your Adelaide connection yeah she and I started a band here in Adelaide this is where I got my music start was Adelaide Wendy and I formed Sister Sludge back in like 1983 and we used to play all the venues like Princess Berkeley and Highland Street like a ton of different venues and it was grunge rock we played with bands like Salamander Jim and the Johnnies and it was a great time and uh, we could barely play our instruments but we were just banging around jumping around on stage and just singing songs like Gravy Baby and it was all very Cramps influenced you know that kind of sound I guess grungy gothic rock I don't know not even gothic just grunge before Nirvana now Wendy and I um, have been good friends and I think this is one of the lovely things about as we grow maybe not older but better you get to really treasure those those original friendships those shared memories it's like a family that you create and I feel I've travelled all over the world I've lived all over the world and you know I come back to Australia I see my family and I see my friends and people like Wendy are just 
remind you that it doesn't suck to be a human. It's we, you know, we can forge these beautiful relationships that are very enriching and rewarding, and I get to enjoy them even more now that I'm sober because I'm totally present. I'm not having a vino and feeling foggy. I'm like on it, and I love the sincerity and the the uh, authenticity of, of of connection with people that you really love. It's great. How has your body changed? from being more health conscious? I don't know. I'm fitter than I've ever been. It's funny. So many people think that as you as you age in years that you have to get unhealthy. You don't. You can actually get more healthy. My mum is 73. She had major lung operation um, two years ago. They removed a lump they thought was cancerous. It turned out it wasn't. She broke her shoulder the year before when she slipped and fell over in the garage. My mum's joined Curves, lost uh, 12 kilos, walks 10,000 steps a day, is so healthy, vibrant and vital. And I feel so blessed that my parents who are in their 70s and 80s are healthy and we get to do beautiful things like go to the airport together last weekend. They live up in the Southern Highlands. We went to the airport. I flew a big Russian warbird. Mum and we dumped all this smoke and did a smoke display. It was an aerobatic. It's actually the uh, Russian roulettes and uh, Red Star Aviation. I made friends with them and they took me up and it was a fantastic Russian aerobatic team that's based out of Australia. And it's, I just was thinking, God, I'm so lucky that my parents are healthy. And as, as someone who's found some peace within herself and some, some sincere joy that, that doesn't have conditions, it's just I can live a happy life, a simple happy life. It's such a blessing. To share that with my parents is just, you know, it's awesome. How do you deal these days with heartache? Heartache? Um, well, I'm not dating at the moment. <laughs> I'm taking a break from dating. You do seem quite vibrant. You know, you spend a lot of your life defining yourself by what, how others perceive you, and certainly as a woman, you know how your man in your life perceives you or other men perceive you. And I'm just really enjoying taking a break from all that and just, you know, focusing on flying my planes, doing my yoga, doing my paddle boarding, you know, ha- having amazing quality time with people that I sincerely love. And it's just a blessing, you know. But yeah, I'll, I'll date again at some point, but heartache is something... Um, I've had some interesting experiences with that in the last few years and it's uh, when you survive it your life is always stronger and richer for it you just got to get through it inspiring writing at all or have you just oh you know I'm so busy on social media I write things all the time on my Facebook fan page my Fiona Horn Facebook fan page and I, I like the things I write as you know they sort of come out from what's going on in my head and my heart and it's inspirational aspirational stuff to some people so finding that very gratifying there's a couple more workbook projects in the works I'm always writing, even, you know, if I'm not flying a plane or, you know, marketing charter operations of j- private jets at this new job I've got, you know, I'm writing stuff. Stuff will come out. I love, I love the freedom of, um, of the internet now. When I started in DefFX, there was no internet. I think we were the first band in Australia to have a website. But a lot of people and, are saying you know, that that's the, the death of music as well. Uh, nah, it's the life of it. How though? It's the life of it because anyone can, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful medium. It's a, look, back in the day I remembered being in my first band, my, my girl mother's rock band, and we just wanted to put out a 7-inch single. And then we wanted to put out a 12-inch single. And then we, you know, like, it's just, you want to express music. Well, nowadays there's like, you can put it online, you can, you have to be organised to do it well. You've got to be organised. You can't just put crap up there and expect it to float. The good stuff comes through. And I, I think the freedom that modern um, technology offers us as creative people is just really exciting. I love it. 
with the internet, that means the music is often free and a lot of people aren't getting paid for their music. Oh, look, we never got bloody paid as it was anyway. I got no money to show after Deaf Effects. You get money from doing gigs and stuff. It, I think it comes out in the wash. Um, you can make more money selling a single at a dollar a pop than you can having a bunch of albums sitting on a shelf that no one gets to see. I mean, more of my books have sold by ebook download than they have on the shelves. There's always that. It's just life is shifting and I'm very much a natural, organic person in my lifestyle practices but I totally embrace modern technology and the way it can disseminate information so my point and creativity. obviously being is the bands that are complaining that oh, okay we're not actually earning they shouldn't be thinking so much about the earning they should be thinking about the creative yeah I think so because everything else takes care of itself I mean it's there might some people might go oh, but I need money I need this and that I, I don't know look my own personal experience I'm Money has never been a strong point with me. It comes and it goes. Like when the Deaf Effects broke up, I had no money to show for it. The band broke up under very poor management and poor circumstances, and I had nothing other than my life and uh, life and happiness and and a smile on your face. Well, you know, no money can buy that. You got to work on that yourself. And um, I think just the joy of performing music and look, you can be smart about it and use the internet and and that environment to make money. You just have to be smart about it. How can women be smarter in being themselves? You're one of my favourite feminist role models because there's not too much gloss to the way you go about it. But share some knowledge with us on how feminists can actually be stronger. Wow. I would say being a feminist is about being female, so don't don't sort of step away from any of the, you know, kind of behavioural or mindset traits, I guess, that uh, would denote femininity. Um, but, you know, that can be... Uh, this is where it gets all very cross pollinated I guess yeah. you know it's, femininity is not gender specific but I guess my point is like for women now I like to as, as, as a 47 year old woman living my life on the planet and, and having found a sense of serenity and peace as I go into the second half of my life I just think we have to in order to live a fulfilled life define ourselves by how we view ourselves not by how society or others would and sometimes that means taking time out one of the things women have never been encouraged to do I mean, put it in context is like if a guy, if men got periods, they would, there would be a mandatory four day break every month for men to go into their cave and restore and rejuvenate themselves. And I think as, as uh, biological creatures, we are cyclical. We, are, we have times where we need to step away from life and step away from the roles as mother, daughter, sister, you know, whatever, wife and be ourselves and I think if there was some mandatory break for women <laughs> that they got some time to rejuvenate and restore um, that would be a wonderful way of uh, balancing our consciousness as a collective whole but having said that we can find that time for ourselves you know yeah. that same line would be used of why women can't take leadership positions because they so much allegedly need this time out so <laughs> but men that, do too you yeah. saw what happened this morning John is like the bloody guys they come to two pillars where the trolley won't get through with the base case and they all stand there like freaking out wondering what to do and whether they go down the, and I just picked the bloody cases off the trolley walked them through the little gap pulled the trolley through stuck them back on and we were in here in two and a half seconds yeah, but you know like, what you did they would have stood that. there all day you grabbed their jaw and went Boop. but on the road I can't say anything like that because I'm the sole female travelling with a bunch of blokes and yeah you know it's all good women um, we, as it's been said can multitask I certainly some sort of funny sexist stuff I guess comes up flying I, I've said to people when they talk about whether women or men are better pilots of planes and I say well the plane doesn't know whether it's a woman or a man flying no. it 
you just fly the plane. That's what I love about it. Someone that's thought in circles and creative holistically, you know, for so long, to work in a very machine-oriented, mechanistic environment. If something goes wrong, there's a very there's a sequence of events, and you go back and you can see where something happened, the chain of events that, you know, created a problem, or fi- or you can fix something. And I love the mechanistic approach to flying. It's very balancing after spending so many years in the entertainment industry, purveying a very spiritual kind of circular approach to life. Now, it's for me with work, it's like start. End, and it's know. also multitasking. Oh, there's so much multitasking that goes on in bloody planes. So if we're going to use that thing against women, we should say that we can actually operate complex machinery more yeah. effectively because we can do more than one thing at once. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of which, I need to get on a plane as a passenger in a minute. I think my flight's going to be leaving soon. I was soon. about to say, where are Everyone's checked to? in. We should probably... Are they over there? Yeah, they're All right. over there. Fiona Horn, absolute pleasure. Thanks for your Thank time. Thank you, John. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Fiona Horn from the archives, recorded at the Adelaide Airport in December 2013. Latest book, The Art of Witch, is published through Rockpool Publishing. Best place to find out more about them, fionahorn.com. Radio Notes Discoveries. Some releases that have come across my desk I'd like to share with you. Molly Lennon's debut single was Away. Their latest is When They Didn't Care. Both from their debut EP Outside, out through Lost Map Records. Notably, a 10-inch vinyl of the five-track is also available. They're a Glasgow-based songwriter, singer and guitarist who, in this release, in part, shines light on the emotional upside of being outside. Though also, with great ability, highlighting small details of being too. Underground Lover's new record, A Left Turn, Out Through, trusted label of great tunes, Rubber Records, has been my personal comfort record, has been battling hard, health issues the last little while. It's everything one would want from the band that swims in the genres they do, with outstanding originality for a band that's released a tune I thrashed on the wireless during breakfast radio in the early 90s called Losing It, off their Dream It Down album. This record, A Left Turn, believed to be their 11th studio album. Also features the single mentioned in past episodes, The Passer By. Fist Pump, Liz Lawrence is back with a major label of years gone by in their rearview mirror comes Pity Party album. That's the album called Pity Party, produced in their spare room, includes the corker cut, None of My Friends, and the fine number Navigator. Second Breakfast is the label it's out on and being pumped in my office while preparing for a huge week ahead. Including next episode, very special edition of Radio Notes, a short story written by Clio M. Commissioned by yours truly, episode after that, Molly Drag will be our feature guest. She was my art teacher for like four years. Really cool. She always listened to Van Morrison in the class, like during it. And she kind of let me get away with not really doing the projects I was supposed to do. Like she would assign something like, oh, you can only use charcoal or whatever. And I would like use pastels and she would still grade it. My last semester of art class, I kind of was skipping a lot. I was smoking a lot of marijuana around that time, but she still passed me when I knew that like I shouldn't pass that class. But uh, yeah, she's retired now from teaching and we kind of just started emailing and I asked her if she, I could use one of her paintings as a record cover and then she was telling me how I was always one of her touchstone students and that really just, that word just kind of hit me. Like I forgot that word existed and I was instantly knew like, okay, that's what I want to call the record. Have you had many touchstone people in your life? Most of them women, yeah. My like, grandmother who I lived with in high school, my mother. My art teacher, 
my longest relationship. She sang on like the first three Molly Drag records. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of like, there's a lot of men in my life too that are influential, but I've always been more in feminine and I've always had more friends that were women than, than men. Molly Drag opening up about their latest record, Touchstone, whilst they're on the road across the United States of America. They'll be our feature guest in a few episodes from now. If you haven't already, subscribe and follow to make sure you don't miss out on that chat. Or if you're listening via the wireless, I hope that will be brought to you very soon. Off the chats. Straight to the vinyl and first week in. Number 15, Archie Roach's Tell Me Why. Number 12, King Prince's A Cheap Queen. Landing in 10, Cradles of Filth, Cruelty and the Beasts. Quarter pounder, 25 years of being consumed by Regurgitator at 8. In new vinyl at 7, self-titled from Sunny Boys. Also the highest new for the week just been released on wax to the overall top 50 albums as seen through the australian recording industry association chart the seekers we wish you a merry christmas debuts at 50 the teske brothers who are on tour re-enter at 42 with their run home slow release speaking of re-entries mariah carey's merry christmas lands back at 36 this year for another seasonal run James Blunt, we mentioned last episode, falls from number 5 to 31 with Once Upon a Mind. While Bob Dylan's latest debuts at number 21, Miranda Lambert's Wildcard debuts at 19. Archie Roach's Tell Me Why, Solid Start at number 7. Steady at 3, Ed Sheeran and Jesus. Singer Kane West holds the number 1 for a second week. Thanks very much to our feature guest from 2013 for this episode. That was Fiona Horn, who joined us. You can find them online, as we mentioned, at FionaHorn.com. RadioNotesPodcast.com for show notes and links. Web design there by Steve Davis. Theme music by Martin Kennedy and All India Radio. I'm Tammy Weller. John Murch is the producer and host based in Adelaide, South Australia.